Well, good morning, Radiant Life Church. As Pastor Chris said, I'm Pastor Joe, and I'm so excited to be with you this morning. It's not often that I get to preach, but, you know, based on what Bev just shared, it's like I can't, I can't wait to jump in. I've titled my sermon today, A Soldier of Christ Jesus. And sometimes it's just amazing when the Holy Spirit just puts stuff together because my sermon titled, A Soldier of Christ Jesus, and that's based on the words that Paul gives to Timothy in 2 Timothy. And we need to be putting on the full armor of God to be an effective soldier. If we don't, then we're going to be left so open to vulnerabilities from the enemy. And so I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us today. And so I would encourage each of you just to listen and ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have for me today? You know, it's not often that I get to preach and in fact, today's even a little bittersweet for me because this will be the last time that I get to preach, at least while I'm on the staff of Radiant Life Church. Because here at the beginning of September, I'm going to be leaving and I have been commissioned as a chaplain in the United States Army. I'm, thank you. <laughs> Many of you know I've been working a long time towards this. And it's an exciting time, but it's bittersweet because Radiant Life Church is my home. I've been coming here since I was six years old. My parents are still over here. Hi, Mom and Dad. Thanks for being here today. Um, but Radiant Life Church is my home. How many of you can say the same thing, that this is, this is your home, this is your family? So many of you have poured into me throughout my life from the time I was knee-high to a duck until even now continuing to do so. I feel like I stand on the shoulders of so many of you here at Radiant Life Church who have poured into me. And thank you, Radiant Life Church, for pouring into my kids and to, to our family. And so would you keep me and my family in prayer here? I'll be going down to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for 90 days of training to be a chaplain. And then my family will move to Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where I get to minister to the soldiers of the 82nd Airborne Division. And I'm so excited to be walking in what God has called me to as a soldier of Christ. But what has God called you to as a soldier of Christ? That's what we're going to be talking about today, is how can we be the best soldier for Christ? How can we be a good soldier of Christ, as Paul implores Timothy? We're going to be looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. You can turn there in your Bible if you have it. Let me give you a little background, even about me, as I have previously. After uh, graduating college, I spent seven years on active duty in the Army. I got to uh, be an infantry platoon leader, and I led soldiers in combat in Iraq. I've also been a finance detachment commander. So maybe the Army is in my blood, and it's just what God has called me to. But I'm so excited to share about even higher calling than that, and that's to be a soldier of Christ Jesus. And he's called each one of us in this room to be a soldier as well. A little background to this passage that we're going to read is that Paul is writing this letter to Timothy. Timothy was born in the city of Lystra, which is in modern-day Turkey. He was born to a Greek father and to a mother who was a Jewish Christian. So Timothy would have grown up hearing uh, what we have as the Old Testament scriptures. But it was Paul that won him to Jesus. And we, we believe this because Paul constantly refers to him as my son in Christ, my son. And so he's talking about being a spiritual father to him. Paul is writing to Timothy and Paul invited Timothy to join him on what we know as his second and third missionary journeys. And in fact, Timothy was in prison with Paul when Paul wrote some of his most famous letters, letters to the Philippians and to the Ephesians church. 
And so Timothy has suffered along with Paul. He's been there with him in the prisons. And Paul even commissions Timothy for a special task. He sends him back to the church at Ephesus. And that's where Timothy is when Paul's writing to him. He gives him a special mission to deal with some issues going on in the church there at Ephesus. But he's also writing to him to encourage him to keep the faith, to be faithful, to continue in his pastoral calling there at the church at Ephesus. You know, this is Paul's last letter that he writes before he was executed to Timothy. At the end of this, at this book is when Paul uses words like, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And I'm so grateful for some of the wording and the imagery that Paul gives us as he talks about a soldier. Like, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, comparing himself to an athlete on an endurance race. I have kept the faith. And he's encouraging Timothy to do the same. And as soldiers of Christ, are we doing that? Are we fighting the good fight? Keeping the faith? So let's dive in and let's look at this passage. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Paul says, You then, my child, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me through many witnesses and trust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. Share in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving in the army gets entangled in everyday affairs. The soldier's aim is to please the enlisting officer. Will you just pray with me that the God will speak to us this morning? Heavenly Father, I believe you have given this word for Radiant Life Church for me and for all of us today. Help us to be sensitive to what your spirit is saying to each one of us. Let the words that come out of my mouth and the words that go into people's ears be exactly what they need to hear. And let us then be able to act and do something about it. Bless each one in this room today. In Jesus' name, amen. As I look at this passage of Paul employing Timothy, I see three things that I think are what Paul is saying make up a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And I want to share those with you this morning. The first thing that I see is that a soldier of Christ values discipleship. A soldier of Christ values discipleship. Now, discipleship is something that we talk about a lot, but we don't always know exactly what that means. To me, being a disciple is that as I follow Christ and become more Christ-like, I bring someone along with me who can then bring someone along with them. It's this multi-generational, so to speak, spiritual generations of bringing disciples to be more like Christ. And that's exactly what Paul is saying to Timothy. He says to Timothy, how I have discipled you, you disciple to faithful leaders who can disciple others as well. It's this never-ending, perpetuating aspect of discipleship. I become more like Christ and I must bring someone else with me. Jesus' command at the end of Matthew to the disciples was to go and make disciples. We are to make disciples. That he, Jesus doesn't say just to go and feed the poor, although we are all told to take care of the poor. Jesus doesn't say go and get people to raise their hand and accept Christ, although that's a first step and an important step in, in the discipleship process. But he says to go and make disciples. And disciples are people who are seeking after God and bringing others with them. Are you bringing anyone along with you, church? Who are you discipling? Are you making disciples the command of Jesus? I want to encourage each one of you to be a soldier of Christ to make disciples. You know, in the military, in my time spent there, we have the chain of command that we have leaders 
all the way from the lowest level leader as a team leader, all the way up to generals and even the president of the United States that gives orders. And it is imperative in the military because in war, casualties can happen, right? It is imperative that you train and equip lower level leaders underneath you to fill your spot. Because as a leader in the military, at any time you could become a casualty and not be able to lead your unit. And so it is imperative that people are trained and equipped underneath you to step in and take your role. If you're a squad leader, you must train somebody to do your job. That way if you're taken out of the battle, someone can lead the squad to complete the mission. And I think the same thing is true in the church. Are we bringing people along that can complete the mission after us, that can even take the mission further than we can? We must be making disciples. As I was preparing to become a chaplain early this, at the very beginning of this year, I was spending some time in prayer, and I was like, well, God, what, what is something that I still need to work on? What can I do better at to be the best chaplain that I could be when I go on active duty? And I just felt that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, that I needed to be better at discipleship. I was like, well, I, I don't exactly know what that means. And so I was like, well, who can I seek out that does discipleship well? Who can I talk to about this? And the first person that came to mind was our Ohio State Chi Alpha team. Kenji and his team, uh, they come to our church here. And I would, if you don't know what our Chi Alpha program is, it's a ministry that we have, and we support their whole team here at Radiant Life Church that goes on to college campuses, and they are known for their discipleship. Kenji and his team, they disciple students and then raise up those students to be leaders to disciple other students. And at these campuses, they just have exploded with Christians that are making kingdom impact all around the world. And so I went to Kenji and I said, hey, Kenji, I would love to learn more about discipleship. I feel like God's telling me I need to learn more about discipleship. Can you, maybe you and your wife and me and my wife, why don't we go out to dinner sometime and we can talk and you can share with me how you do discipleship. He's like, okay, let me think about it because I have to kind of take how we do it on college campus and apply it to maybe your military context or other adults and things like that. Well, he calls me back after two days and he says, hey, Pastor Joe, I'm so excited. I've been praying about it. And I think what we're going to do is that I'm going to disciple you from now until you leave and go into the army. He said, we're going to meet every week, every other week at the latest, and we're just going to, I'm going to disciple you. And he was so excited about this that I couldn't say no. In my head, though, I'm thinking is, hey, Kenji, don't you know I'm super busy? Don't you know I don't have time for that? I was even thinking, Kenji, I'm in completing my seminary program as we speak. I'm a pastor. I don't need to go through this discipleship with you. But I'm so glad that I said yes because it has been an incredible experience. I want to share a little bit of that experience with you. My very first time because discipleship doesn't have to be difficult. It just requires us to be faithful and to be available. So the first time that we met, we sat down, we opened the Bible together. And, he, and we picked a passage and we read the passage. And then Kenji asked me, he said, well, what, what, did you, what stood out to you in that passage? What do you think of it? And so I shared. And then he shared with me what he got from that passage and what he thought. And we were able to have a discussion about the word of God. That's all that discipleship has to be. We don't have to make it lot more than that. The second time that we met, he's like, we're going to go pray. And so I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm not going to assume that you know how to pray, even though I know you're a pastor and I'm sure you can pray. He's like, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to have you pray, and then we're going to talk about it. And we did. And I know Kenji has grown from our conversations with me, and I've certainly grown from my conversations with Kenji. 
That's all that discipleship has to be. But the, the other thing that Kenji did in our very first meeting, is he said, before you leave, you need to find someone that you can disciple who that when you leave, they will be able to disciple somebody else. And I was like, wow, okay, I got to find somebody that I can pour into that they'll be ready to disciple somebody else. So I have been doing that. I've been meeting with uh, actually a couple people and they are equipped to disciple other people. And even with that relationship, I have grown. I know they have grown and we have become more like Christ. Folks, that's what making disciples is. I should also take a moment and say that if you haven't joined a life group, that's a great place to um, get into discipleship. Go on to radiant.family. You can even do that as I speak. I'll, uh, and you can go and sign up to be part of life groups. They're going to be starting here at the end of August. A small group is a great place to get started. Another great place to get started is with, for our kids is through our Royal Rangers and Girls Ministries program. That discipleship program, I grew up going to each of those, and it's impacted my life, and it can do the same for your kids. But we also need to find individuals that we can ask to pour into us and that we can pour into other individuals as well. We must be making disciples. A soldier of Christ values discipleship. That's what we see from Paul. That's the example. When he goes to places, he finds people that he can pour into that are faithful and available and teachable. Who are you pouring into, Radiant Life Church? Who's pouring into you? Who's discipling you? Whose life can you impact through discipleship? Because a soldier of Christ must value discipleship. The second thing that I see as we look at this passage is in verse 3. Paul says, share in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. This sounds like a fun one, doesn't it? I'm so excited to talk about this. Suffering. That's a great. No, suffering is something we don't want to do, isn't it? We're, we're drawn away from suffering. Yet, at the same time, especially here in America, suffering is not something we really even have to do. But are you willing to? Are you willing to suffer? But maybe even not suffer. Are you willing to sacrifice anything? Maybe even, as I think about soldiers and some of the sacrifice that they do, they have to sacrifice their own desires to be more disciplined. You know, when a soldier goes to basic training and they go to boot camp, part of that is to instill discipline. They have to wake up super early and focus on their physical fitness. They go for runs and do push-ups and sit-ups and all that because physical fitness is a vital aspect of being a soldier so you can complete the mission. Our church, are we willing to be disciplined spiritually? Are we willing to wake up early, maybe read our Bible and spend time in prayer? sacrificing our sleep or maybe something else that we want to do so we can be spiritually fit to make disciples and to go about our day. Unfortunately, studies show that even amongst those of us here in the church, in this room, that the majority of us don't even read our Bibles three times a week. The majority of us don't even pray every day. And we're the soldiers of Christ. Church, I think it's time that we instill in ourselves more discipline, that we follow through. Just as a soldier must be disciplined to be the best warfighter that they can be. As Christians, don't we need to be even more prepared? In the, in the army, we use this term, we, we say we must train as we fight. Because if our training is less than the experience that we will have in combat, we will be ill-prepared to face the enemy. 
And Christians, let me tell you that there is an enemy coming against us as well, spiritually, that we must be prepared to fight against. We must be disciplined. We must be willing to sacrifice to be able to face him so that we can train as we fight. Are we doing that, church? It's a little quiet in here. I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe you're listening. Church, we need to be more disciplined. We need to sacrifice. Maybe, you know, Matthew talks about that where our treasure is, there our heart is also. Are we willing to sacrifice some of our finances to further the kingdom of God? I'm not even here to really talk about that today, but what are you sacrificing so that the kingdom of God can be advanced? What are you sacrificing in your life to be a better soldier of Christ? Are you willing to be more disciplined? Are you willing to sacrifice your time, your energy, your money, your own desires, your dreams, your career? Are you willing to sacrifice that so the kingdom of God can be furthered? That's what a good soldier of Christ does. We must be willing to sacrifice. We must be willing to suffer if it's called upon. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to take up your cross daily and follow me. And the cross is absolutely a sign of suffering that Jesus did. Are we willing to be like Christ in that aspect? But I'm afraid many of us aren't even willing to sacrifice a little bit of our time, let alone actually suffer. So church, I implore you this morning, are you willing to sacrifice? Are you willing to be more disciplined in your spiritual walk? Are you willing to pray more, to read your Bible more? Are you willing to help the poor, to love your neighbor better than you have been? Because a good soldier of Christ is willing to suffer. And a good soldier of Christ values discipleship. The third thing that I see as I look at this passage, the soldier of Christ follows the leading of the Holy Spirit. In verse 4, Paul says, No one serving in the army gets entangled in everyday affairs. The soldier's aim is to please the enlisting officers. And as a soldier of Christ Jesus, our enlisting officer is Christ himself. And through the Holy Spirit and through his word that he has given us, we can follow his leading in our lives. Are you following the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life? It's far too easy, I think, to get caught up in what Paul says is everyday affairs. We get entangled with them. You know, I've even at times in my life, it's easy just to go to our job and punch the time clock and just to get the paycheck. But are you following the leading of the Spirit in your life? We've learned, I've learned over, over my time here at Radiant Life Church from Pastor Dennis, and I know many of you have too, that God doesn't just call us to places. He calls us to people. So who are the people at your work where God has called you that you can impact? How can you make disciples at your workplace, at your school, on your kids' sports teams, wherever it is that God has placed you, how can you impact people? How can you make more disciples? You know, my journey of being a soldier and, and coming to a chaplain, I've had to follow the leading of the Spirit. It was, I was 17 years old in this church, and I went to a youth camp. And it was there that I felt the call of God on my life to, full, to be a full-time missionary. And I didn't exactly know what that meant when I was 17, so I went off to a Bible college for two years because I thought that's what I had to do to be a missionary. And so it was there, but I, I was like, this isn't where God wants me. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not feeling this is where God wants me. So to make a long story short, I ended up 
transferring schools to Capital University, and I joined the ROTC program because I felt that's where God was leading me. And I was like, God, but I know you've called me to be a missionary. Yet I followed his spirit's leading in my life. And so after I graduated from college, I joined the Army and spent seven years on active duty. As my time was running out in the military, I was like, well, okay, so I'm spending time in prayer. And I'm like, God, surely now is the time that you're going to call me into full-time ministry and be a missionary. And the answer I got was like, nope, not, not yet. And so I took a job in the business world in Joplin, Missouri, and I worked there for a couple years, and it was just wanting to come back home to Ohio, so I was praying and asking God, is now the time? And so I ended up with the same company able to take a job as a sales territory manager and move back to Ohio, and I did that for a couple years. And it was in December of 2016. I don't know how many of you, at the end of the year, it's a great time to just spend some time in prayer and focus and fasting and asking God, like reflecting on your previous year and like, God, how could I have what could I have done better? Or, and even more than that, what goals can I set for the coming year, for the coming five years, a more long-term plan? And it was during a time like that that I just really felt God speaking to me that it was time to be a chaplain in the Army. And at first, I kind of even argued with God because I was like, whoa, my military days are behind me. Those are, those are done. I've already done that, been there, done that. But through talking to Pastor Dave and talking to my wife and my parents and others, I was able to confirm that, Noah, this is what God is calling me to. So I began to look into what it takes to be a chaplain in the Army. I had to go to seminary and get my Master's of Divinity. It took me four years to do that. It took sacrifice and effort and money and time, lots of things. And so then I also had to work at a church and have some full-time ministry experience in a church. And I'm grateful that I was able to spend that time here at my home church at Radiant Life. And then something else that I also found interesting as I began to look into what I had to do to be a chaplain is that in the Assemblies of God, of which our church is a part of the fellowship, their chaplain program falls under the U.S. missions umbrella. So while I would never have even thought that a chaplain would be considered a missionary, lo and behold, what God called me to at the age of 17, now 22 years later, I'm starting to fulfill and be able to walk out in my calling as the United States chaplain in the Army, which is my mission field to the soldiers there. And I don't say that to say anything other than as you listen to the Holy Spirit in your life, how will the Holy Spirit lead and guide you? Because I don't expect anyone else will follow in my steps necessarily to be a chaplain in the Army, maybe. But what is God calling each of you to? Has he put some dreams inside of you that you had when you were younger, 22 years ago, like, like he did for me, that it's time to say, God, is this time? Do I need to do this now? Let's not get caught up in our everyday affairs and just go to our job to do something we don't even like to do just to get a paycheck. What does God have for you? Have you even stopped to ask him, God, what, what do you want me to do? What degree do you want me to go seek? What job do you want me to do? Where am I supposed to be? Because I think if you do that, that he will answer you. He will direct you and he will lead you. A soldier must follow the orders of their commanding officer or there's severe consequences to pay, including imprisonment. As a follower of Christ, are we following the orders that the Holy Spirit is giving us? Are we even doing the little things that Jesus has commanded us to do to Love God and love our neighbor as ourself. To read his word, to pray, pray continually. 
we must be more disciplined, church, and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. As I conclude this morning, I just want to ask, what's the Holy Spirit speaking to you today? If you desire to be a good soldier of Christ Jesus, as Paul calls Timothy, what do you need to do differently? What can you do better? How can you put on the armor of God to resist the attacks of the enemy? Do you need to, do you need to spend more time in prayer and focus and, and pick up the shield of faith? Have you put that shield down and not trusted God? What, what do you need to do differently? How is the Holy Spirit speaking to you to be a better soldier of Christ Jesus? Maybe it's that you were on the fence about joining a life group and you say, you know, I do need to, I need to get in the discipleship opportunity. I need to join a life group. I need to have people that can pour into me. And then maybe, maybe God is putting someone on your heart that you need to be spending more time discipling. It takes sacrifice. And sometimes it even takes suffering to pour into people. It's hard. It's hard work, but you have to be faithful. That's what Paul's imploring Timothy. Be faithful. Finish the fight. Finish the race. Maybe you have an area in your life that you need to be more disciplined, that you say, I'm going to commit to waking up earlier. I'm going to commit to spending 15 minutes, 30 minutes reading my Bible, spending time in prayer that I haven't been doing. I've been slacking in my discipline in that area. Maybe you need to be more disciplined in, in doing something for your neighbor, volunteering at a food pantry to feed your neighbor or something like that. What can you do? How can you be more disciplined? Maybe when it comes to your career or your school or just your life, you just need to say, how can I follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life? You know, Pastor Chris has a vision that we're going to be planting 10 churches in the next 10 years. In Marysville, we're going to have a commissioning service for them here in September. And we are so excited to launch our first campus in Marysville. And that's a great thing. But maybe God is calling you to one of the future ones because we're going to need campus pastors. We're going to need children's pastors and worship leaders and youth leaders and you name it at these campuses. What is God going to call you to? How are you going to follow the commands of your enlisting officer? Maybe you're even here today and you say, I've never, I don't think I've enlisted in this, this army as a soldier of Christ. Maybe you're here and you say, I, I don't follow Christ, but I'd like to. I would encourage you, if that's you, just pray and ask God to come into your heart. Forgive you of your sins. And I would ask you to come find me, come find another one of our staff members we would love to talk with you. There's nothing we would love to do more than to talk with you about that and help you on your journey. Get you enlisted and get you the tools that you need to be a good soldier of Christ Jesus. But church, this morning, I just want to close in a word of prayer for you. That as the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, that you will be a better soldier of Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, I just pray for everyone that can hear my voice, whether in this room or online or elsewhere. I just pray that you would enlist every single one of us to be soldiers in your army. That we would be found to be faithful. That we will finish the race. Because we know that we have never reached a point of discipleship where we don't have to have others pour into us. And that we don't have to be pouring into others. So I, would, I pray that every single person here will find better and more discipleship opportunities to follow the command that you have given to go and make disciples. 
God, I pray for each one of us that we will be willing to suffer, but even beyond that, that we're willing to even sacrifice. And we're willing to be more disciplined in our lives, to read our Bible more, to pray more, to love our neighbor as ourself. Maybe we need to give more money to further your kingdom. But I pray for everyone here who they say, I need to be more disciplined, that you would help them start the right rhythm, start the right pattern, that they would get into a life group, that they would do life with somebody that can sharpen them and that they can also sharpen someone else. God, you may be even stirring people's hearts this morning that they need to change the course that their life is on, that they need to follow your leading and do something else and be somebody else than what they're being. I pray that you give them the strength to make that decision because we know that if we follow you, it is the best decision that we can make. And as we follow your spirit's leading, there is no better place than in the center of your will. Help us, all of us, help me to be a better soldier of Christ Jesus. Help me to be a better discipler, to be more disciplined, to always follow your spirit's leading, to not question it as much. I pray this over everyone that can hear us. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, thank you so much. It has been an absolute privilege to be a pastor here on staff. And while I may be gone, Radiant Life Church is always my home. Would you, would you pray for me and my family as we head out and join the the military and we will definitely be praying for you and for marysville and the future campus plants i'm sure we will be back at different parts uh, in time and to see you but would you pray for us as we uh, leave and join the military but we are so grateful to have been here and to get to know so many of you and you've been a blessing to us and i hope we have been a blessing to you so may the lord bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you may the lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace Radiant Life Church, have a great week. God bless you.